Hello, and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I'm your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. Today's episode is highly requested. Um, We are talking, obviously, by the title, you already know what we're talking about. We are talking about cellulite. Cellulite, cellulite. People pronounce it differently. I say cellulite, tomato, tomato. Listen, I have cellulite. I So many people have cellulite. This is something that is, we need to actually normalize it a little bit more. I talk a lot about normalizing like normal versus common. What's common versus what's normal, right? PMS is common, but not normal. Cellulite, now I'm saying it differently. Cellulite, cellulite is definitely kind of normal, okay? It is a sign that there's some toxicity in the body. So yes, while it isn't necessarily like healthy, it is common and it is normal. And I can guarantee you that 99% of women out there, celebrities, models, you name it, even women in the fitness space, we all have cellulite. And it's really frustrating when women edit it out or they don't post it, they don't share about it. Because again, we all have it. Pretty much all of us have it. And it's okay. It's fine. It's something that we should not be embarrassed about that we don't have these like perfect Photoshop, flawless, airbrushed legs, thighs, whatever. When I was actually going through my health journey and I'll talk about a little bit more of like where it's common to have it or where it's normal to have it and where it's a sign of like either excess estrogen or stagnant lymph, like poor circulation, poor lymph flow. You need lymphatic drainage, all of that. But at one point I had cellulite on my stomach. And this is at a time where I was relatively healthy and I was so confused. I didn't understand why I was like kind of lean. I guess you would say some people would call it skinny fat. I guess that's what I would call it. Um, I don't love that term, but it kind of makes sense. It was at a time where I wasn't really lifting weights. I wasn't strike training. I was dieting and I was kind of like eating healthy, watching my calories, trying to lose weight. And I did, but then I ended up just like skinny fat. Like there was no definition under it. And I actually ended up with some cellulite on my stomach. And I was so embarrassed and ashamed of it for so long. And it took me a while. And I will kind of talk about, I should make a whole podcast on like my health journey because it actually happened during the time when I was vegan and all of my hormones kind of backfired. I had thyroid problems. I was gaining weight out of nowhere. Again, I was vegan. I wasn't eating any animal products. And you'll find that a big contributor to cellulite or the appearance of cellulite is a lack of collagen in your skin, which makes sense if I wasn't ingesting any animal products that had collagen to help promote the production in my body. So first off, why don't we talk about some myths about cellulite? There are so many myths around it. And first of all, cellulite, let's define it. Cellulite refers to the dimples or like puckered appearance of the skin, most commonly found on thighs, like your butt, sometimes on your abdomen or arms. And it's caused by the push of fat cells against the connective tissue beneath a person's skin. So a couple misconceptions about cellulite, one over only overweight people get cellulite, completely not true. While body fat can contribute to its appearance, even thin and athletic people can have cellulite. It's more related to skin structure and genetics do play a small role the same way genetics play a role in like stretch marks during pregnancy and things like that. Another misconception is that only women have it. While it is more common in women due to the way that their connective tissue and fat cells, and again, kind of the role that estrogen can play, men can also have cellulite. 
Another one. This one really, this one really gets to me because I see a lot of ads about like creams and lotions. You guys, creams and lotions cannot permanently remove cellulite or like get rid of it. It really, and this goes for basically all things in the health world, whether it's your hair health, your skin health, it all starts from the inside out. So while creams might help reduce the appearance temporarily, they're not going to eliminate cellulite. There's no topical product that can completely eliminate it. Like I said, it may temporarily improve it, but it won't provide a lasting solution. So the three main causes of cellulite, number one is a hormonal factor. No one talks about this. Everyone talks about cellulite, how to reduce it. No one actually talks about the hormonal implications that are involved in the appearance and like getting cellulite. Hormones such as estrogen, insulin, noradrenaline, thyroid hormones, and prolactin play a role in the development in the development of cellulite. Estrogen in particular can promote the storage of fat and weaken that connective tissue. Number two is genetics. Genetic factors can play a small role in determining skin structure, skin texture, and body type. Again, a very small role. You guys know like how much I think that it's nurture versus nature in terms of most things health. They've determined even in cases of things like cancer and heart disease and diabetes, your genetics really only play about a 10% role. I like to say that genetics load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. So epigenetics plays such a massive role in these things like blood sugar, diabetes, genetic implications for cellulite, such as the appearance of cellulite, stretch marks, all of that. Like, yes, if it runs in your family, are you slightly more susceptible to getting something? Yes, possibly. But usually the main reason these two are correlated is because children tend to eat or live a lifestyle similar to their parents. And that's why it always looks like, oh, I had it, my dad had it, my grandpa had it. Well, yeah, possibly because you all grew up living and eating the same way. So like I said, genetics load the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. That brings us to number three. The third main cause of cellulite is lifestyle factors. So poor diet, lack of physical activity, this is massive, and prolonged sitting can contribute to the appearance of cellulite. Smoking can also weaken the skin's collagen and affect its elasticity, making cellulite more apparent. This is why you see in people that smoke, like they tend to age faster. Their skin just looks older. Now, we can't talk about cellulite without discussing liver health. The liver plays a crucial role in detoxifying the body and processing hormones, especially estrogen. A poorly functioning liver might not process estrogen efficiently, which could contribute to cellulite development. Furthermore, a sluggish liver can lead to the buildup of toxins in the body, in the body, possibly making cellulite more pronounced. Now, this also goes for if you're not going to the bathroom every day. I do have a whole episode talking about liver health. Now, the liver plays a crucial role, like I said, in detoxifying the body, getting rid of toxins. The liver is basically in charge of packaging things up, but then it's also up to your detox pathways to get them out. So if you have congested detox pathways, if you're not going to the bathroom every day, if you're not sweating daily, both of these things are so insanely crucial to detoxifying. And if you're not going to the bathroom daily, what's going to happen is those toxins are basically going to build up in your poop 
And if you don't go to the bathroom and eliminate those toxins, the toxins then recirculate into your body. So this is why it's another really important thing in terms of balancing hormones is making sure you're going to the bathroom every day. I can make a whole episode. Let me know. You guys DM me if you want me to make an episode on like how to help yourself go to the bathroom daily, how to stay regular, how to poop daily. This isn't an episode that I was going to make, but if it's something that you guys struggle with, obviously I'm all for it. I'm, I'm a woman of the people and I want to give the people what they want. So that's something you'd like me to make an episode on. If you struggle going to the bathroom daily, you just want some tips let me know and I will come up with an episode for you. Now, since I am a hormone-focused health coach and I am a self-proclaimed hormone expert, I do want to dive into like kind of each of the hormones roles in cellulite just so you can understand it a little bit further. I did touch on estrogen. So estrogen can lead to the breakdown of collagen in the skin. As estrogen levels decrease with age and before menstruation, blood flow to the connective tissue under the skin might be reduced. With decreased blood flow, less oxygen and nutrients reach the area, which can lead to a reduction of collagen production. Weaker collagen can allow fat cells to push up through the layers of skin, leading to those characteristics um, of dimpled appearance of cellulite. So this is actually probably the leading cause of cellulite in women, I will say, because there are so many xenoestrogens in our daily environment, which I've talked about endocrine disruptors and xenoestrogens. Again, I have a whole podcast episode on them if you want to go back and listen. But xenoestrogens are basically chemicals or things that can mimic the effects of estrogen in the body with the main one being plastic. So drinking out of plastic, phthalates. Phthalates can be in shampoo. Let's say you cook your food in Tupperware or you eat out of plastic containers. There are so many different xenoestrogens, fragrance, so fragrance in perfumes, fragrance in, let's say like Glade plug-in spray, fragrance in candles, fragrance in air fresheners, again, in your shampoo and your lotions. All of these are estrogen mimickers and they act on the same receptors so they can really, really contribute to this appearance and production and development of cellulite. That is probably what I would say is the main one that caused my cellulite is in like way too much estrogen, reducing my collagen production, which also when I was vegan, not getting any animal products, which are going to be like the main source of collagen in our diets. Next up is insulin. So insulin is a hormone produced in the pancreas that allows cells to absorb glucose, which they turn into energy. The connection to cellulite is that insulin resistance, which is a condition in which cells no longer respond normally to insulin, can lead to higher levels of fat storage. Now that increased fat storage, particularly right beneath the skin, can exacerbate the appearance of cellulite. Now in a lot of conditions like PCOS or estrogen dominance, Estrogen dominance can also have like an insulin resistant part to it. So all of these things are kind of create the perfect storm to create cellulite. Next up, thyroid hormones. So thyroid hormones are produced by the thyroid gland. They regulate metabolism, energy generation, and temperature of the body. This connection to cellulite, if the thyroid gland isn't producing enough of these hormones, a condition known as hypothyroidism, metabolism slows down. A slower metabolism can result in weight gain and it can also lead to constipation, which I just talked about. If you're not going to the bathroom every day, those toxins and excess hormones like estrogen are going to recirculate into your body. And then it can increase in body fat, contributing again to the appearance or exacerbation of cellulite. 
Now, prolactin, not a lot of people talk about prolactin. If you've never heard of it, it's a hormone produced by the pituitary gland. It's primarily known for its role in enabling females to produce milk. So it's basically prolactin is a very prominent hormone in pregnant women and like women that have just given birth and are breastfeeding. The connection to cellulite here is that high levels of prolactin can boost the body's ability to produce cellulite by increasing water retention in fat cells, making them cluster and become visible on the skin's surface. So we want to work on water retention, kind of reducing inflammation and increasing lymph flow. At the end of this episode, I will give you like three or four ways to reduce cellulite. Some are free, some might cost a little bit of money, but they're all really easy and you can do them daily. Number five, I think we're on five, catecholamines. Now, that's kind of a weird word if you've never heard of it, but catecholamines, which include adrenaline and noradrenaline, are stress hormones produced by the adrenal glands. Chronic stress can lead to prolonged, elevated levels of these hormones, potentially leading to weight gain and fat storage. Additionally, chronic elevated adrenaline and noradrenaline levels have been linked to cellulite development due to their role in fat storage and breakdown, as well as their potential effects on blood flow to certain tissues. So what we've seen here is that hormones like estrogen can increase fat storage, especially like right under the skin, increasing the appearance of cellulite, but also blood flow and circulation is a massive contributor as well. So I feel like our increasingly sedentary lifestyles have also really contributed to like the appearance and I would say not like the epidemic of cellulite, but I do think that it's a lot more common than it was probably 30 or 40 years ago. Okay, now that you understand some of the causes of cellulite and you understand that it's not just from weight gain that people at any weight can get cellulite, let's talk about some of the ways to reduce the appearance or get rid of it. Y'all know that my core belief, the hill I'm willing to die on, is that food is medicine. You can use food to heal. And y'all, we eat three times a day and we snack. Like if it's something that we do every day, multiple times a day, and we have the ability, it's in our power to change it for the better, it can make such a drastic impact. I get these DMs all the time. Um, from women that go through my online course that message me like, I had no idea what I ate mattered so much. And changing a few things about my diet, the way I'm eating, the times in which I'm eating, like the different ratios, how you're making up your plate, balancing blood sugar, it matters so much. It can have such a drastic impact and it doesn't take a lot to change. Again, you're already eating. So we're just going to tweak a few things of what you're eating, how you're eating, the order in which you're eating foods. And you will notice some massive changes. So the number one way to reduce the appearance of cellulite is going to be with a healthy diet and proper hydration. Consuming a balanced diet with plenty of fiber, antioxidants, collagen, so animal products and essential fatty acids can improve skin health and elasticity. Staying hydrated helps maintain the skin's elasticity and can reduce the appearance of cellulite. So again, a diet that's high in animal products, so you get collagen, essential fatty acids, so avocado, olive oil, wild salmon are going to be amazing. Plenty of fiber, so greens, you can get fiber from potatoes, sweet potatoes, you can get fiber from fruits and veggies and greens, chia seeds. Again, those also are going to have those fatty acids. So a balanced, colorful variety of foods is going to make a massive impact as well as hydration. And 
if you are still drinking plain water, girl, what what are you doing? What are you doing? We are no longer just drinking plain water. We are remineralizing and adding salt. We're adding electrolytes so that our bodies and our cells can actually absorb that water. If you are just drinking plain water, like let's say you're one of those girls that's drinking 80 ounces, 100 ounces, a gallon of water a day, you're not remineralizing, adding salt, adding electrolytes back in, adding like trace mineral drops. You are flushing out what little minerals you have left. And minerals really are the most important part of hydrating our bodies. Like we really drink water for the minerals and electrolytes, not necessarily just to drink water, if that makes sense. My last episode was all about minerals. So if you're curious, you can go ahead and listen to that one. But it's really important that you're adding some salt. I love Redmond Real Salt. I use Ultima Electrolytes. LMNT is another great one. There's so many good products out there. Just avoid Liquid IV or Gatorade or Pedialyte at all costs. Okay, next up is regular exercise and not just cardio, not just going on walks. I do have an episode about working out and y'all walking is just not enough. Walking is like the bare minimum. Like you should be getting eight to 10,000 steps a day, just bare minimum. That shouldn't be your form of exercise per se. Strength training and building muscle is so important, not only for like longevity of health, but for your hormones, for your metabolism, for everything. So engaging in cardiovascular and strength training exercise can reduce body fat and tone the muscles, which may help in diminishing the appearance of cellulite. Not only that, but building muscle, again, is going to help improve your metabolism, improve so many different things, improve your circulation, which that's another thing that I was talking about. Long periods of sedentary, like just sitting, working. So many of us sit at a desk all day. I encourage you to try to find time during the day to take like three walks, like even three 15 minute walks during the day is going to make a massive difference in circulating your blood and circulating your lymph. Number three, this is my favorite one. I love dry brushing. I love getting lymphatic drainage massages. Um, It's so easy. You really can do it yourself at home. Lymphatic drainage massages are amazing, but they are pretty pricey. So something you can do at home is called dry brushing, and it can stimulate blood and lymphatic flow, potentially helping to reduce the appearance of cellulite. While the results are temporary, they do like reduce it short term. So they can reduce the appearance in the moment, but it's not just that because you are helping your lymph flow. Now, anytime we can get our lymph flowing, it's going to help circulate things through our blood so that we can then either sweat, go to the bathroom, get them moving so that we can get them out of our body. Once they're in circulation, we want to make sure we're increasing hydration. We're going to the bathroom. We're exercising. We're going in a sauna. We're sweating and getting those things out. One more thing I do want to mention, and this is something my naturopath talked to me about and I didn't really think about it before. Not that I'm like a total scrub and I never shower, but sometimes I don't shower after I work out because my sweat doesn't really stink. I don't really feel gross. Sometimes I'll just work out and I'll be fine. I'll go on with my day. But she was like, it's really important to shower after you work out, especially if you're sweating a lot because those are toxins, right? You're sweating out toxins. And if you're not showering or rinsing off, or at least like wiping down with a wet washcloth, you're then going to reabsorb those toxins. When she said that to me, I was like, how did I never think of that? So now I really make sure I'm rinsing off or like wiping down after a workout. Like I said, I struggled with cellulite for a long time and I still have it, but I just don't care anymore. I live a healthy lifestyle. I work out. I strength train. It is what it is. Like I don't trip on it. It's so important to understand that literally most 
everyone has cellulite. I also have this like, I don't know if any other, any other woman had it. I saw a fitness girly post about it and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So people do have it and it's not just me. I have this like, I call it my chunk. It's like right under my butt kind of on the back of my thighs. I just have this like one kind of chunk that I don't know. I used to be really self-conscious about it. I do have some slight cellulite on it. I don't care anymore. It's my body. It is what it is. We all have a body. We all have skin. Most of us have cellulite. It's not a big deal. Like I'm so done hiding parts of my body just because I might be slightly insecure about it. It's so important to realize that honestly, no one's really looking at us the same way that I'm in my head thinking people are looking at me. Everyone else is in their head. People thinking people are looking at them. So it's just kind of comforting to know that honestly, no one cares. <laughs> I saw this meme that was like two different people. It was like two different mindsets on the internet. This one, this one person was sad and they were like, no one cares. And this other person was like screaming out for joy saying, no one cares. That's how I've learned to live my life now is like, nothing's really that serious. Like nothing's that serious. Another quote I heard recently was like, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. That's really true. I'm so just done living my life in fear of what others may think or whatever. And truly most of the time they're just scenarios I make up in my own head and no one really cares. And I actually find a lot of comfort in that. So I hope that you find comfort in that as well. Like I said, if you have cellulite, just know you're in, you're in good company, okay? Most everyone has cellulite. If you see pictures of celebrities, fitness models, bikini models, Victoria's Secret angels, they're probably airbrushed. They probably have cellulite. It is what it is. We all have bodies and our bodies are honestly the least interesting part of us, okay? So I'm going to leave you with that. This was kind of a short and sweet episode, but... I mean, I can't really talk about cellulite for 45 minutes and I wanted it to be kind of just an information packed episode without me rambling on about my life. With that being said, I am going to end this episode here. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this to your stories, send it to a friend, leave me a five-star review because it really helps this podcast reach more women, which is my mission at the end of the day to reach as many women as possible. So thank you so much. I love you and I'll see you in the next episode.